Hi, I'm Amanda Cage, the CEO of the National Fund for Workforce Solution. Welcome to the state of our workforce. Where are we now? This is an opportunity for us to go beyond the Department of Labor, Employment and Jobs numbers and explore the issues that are on the forefront of workforce development. Today I have four guests, Tom Strong, our Director of Employer Activation at the National Fund for Workforce Solutions. Hi, Tom. Good morning, Amanda. It's great to be here. So usually we talk about unemployment rates and unemployment rates in this uh, last cycle uh, either declined slightly or showed little change. But the story this time around isn't about who's getting jobs, but who's leaving jobs. Uh, this time has been referred to as the great resignation. And as we've talked before, some of that has been around health and safety concerns. Um, we know that there's been burnout in some industries where the workers really bore the brunt of the COVID pandemic. But what we're seeing is that across all fields, across all job levels, and across all industries, people are leaving their jobs. Um, so Tom, what is, what is this about? What's the pain point in the labor market? It's a really good question, Amanda. And I think there's a piece of context that tends to get left out of this conversation a lot, which is that the economy is growing, it's rebounding at a very fast pace. Uh, the US gross domestic product growth last quarter was recently updated to 6.7%. That's blazing fast. And so a lot of the conversations about workforce right now, we need to, we need to think about that context because companies are growing. They're trying to expand their operations. And what they're finding for the first time in forever is that the main constraint on their growth is people, is workers, access to workers, and keeping workers on board, as you mentioned. And it, it's a simple fact that they are responding to that economy as best they can. Um, a lot of companies are raising wages, but they're also entering into a competitive dynamic that really keeps a lot of companies from um, solving this problem in the way they would most like to. So you talked a little bit about raising wages, and we like that. Raising wages is an important thing uh, for workers, but it doesn't seem to be solving the problem. What other things can employers do? Well, as we all know from the pandemic, um, workers are struggling with a lot of challenges right now. Uh, Childcare is a massive factor for a lot of people. Uh, healthcare, housing, transportation, all of these are still things that affect people's life on the workforce. And moreover, when a company is short-staffed, it can often lead to burnout and kind of emotional challenges for the workers who have stayed there. Um, the most important thing for employers in this scenario is, as you said, raising wages, raising benefits is great, but ask your workers what they need. Find out kind of what is motivating your workers right now, what is hindering them, what would it mean for them to truly um, feel like the organization is taking care of them and, and watching out for their needs. Uh, we talk at the National Fund a lot about worker voice and we're paying attention to this dynamic ourselves. We recently updated our job design framework to have a new pillar about worker voice because ultimately you, if you're an employer, you cannot manage what you don't measure. And it is important to really understand where your workers are at, what's affecting their lives and what can help them thrive in the workplace. Uh, you talked a little bit about uh, employers trying to sort of catch up with this growth. And it seems like uh, for some companies, the, um, the tactic is really to go for broke, right? How can they make up for lost time? How can they make sure they're taking advantage of these opportunities? 
Um, but we know that it, you know, what does it mean for the workers who are left behind, whether it's in the office or on the shop floor or in the classroom, what's their experience and how can employers uh, be responsive to that? Yeah, I would really strongly advise companies, instead of looking at this as an opportunity to go for broke and make up, you know, growth that they feel they missed out on um, as quickly as possible, instead go slow to go fast. Um, there was a wonderful article in the Washington City paper this summer that compared the experiences of restaurants that were just trying to take as many customers as they could versus those that actually tried to manage their growth in line with their staffing levels. And what they found is that companies that um, managed their growth and sometimes said no, even when they had a table open because they didn't have enough servers, they were growing at a steadier pace um, and they were able to keep people from getting burned out. They were able to kind of manage their compensation and their benefits levels appropriately. It doesn't feel great because you're saying no to a customer, but sometimes that's actually what you need when you have such differing dynamics. And that gives your, your workplace a chance to um, uh, really adapt to this new reality and for ultimately for you to staff up to levels that make faster growth possible. Uh, one of the things that's really exciting in this moment is that we see more and more um, employers being creative and doing things that they may not have done in the past. Um, I know we put out at the National Fund a series called Frontline Forward uh, that talked about some of the things that companies were doing at the height of COVID. Uh, but what are some of the lessons that we can learn from those examples that might be helpful for other folks who are really uh, grappling with this issue? Yeah, there are really, there are so many scare stories in the media right now about how companies are struggling. I think we tend to lose sight of the fact that a lot of companies are adapting to the new reality and are really creating thriving workplaces and thriving themselves because they have figured out how to adapt. Uh, one example that we profiled in our uh, Frontline Forward series is the Carol Robertson Center, uh, which is an early childhood center in Chicago. And during the height of the pandemic, Carol Robertson, they were, you know, they went from furloughing people to, you know, having to um, manage staffing levels that just couldn't keep up. And they, they did a lot of things during the, the height of the pandemic that they have maintained since that have really helped them um, thrive as a company since then. Uh, one thing they did is they paid out quarterly bonuses to every employee that they retained. So they were really thinking not just about signing new people, but keeping the people they have and making them feel valued. They also, um, at the height of their own staffing challenges, they changed the way that they uh, count vacation hours. They removed the cap on vacation hours because they knew some people were just kind of having to bear down. They couldn't travel because of the pandemic or because they were short staffed. So they decided to honor all the vacation hours they accumulated during that time so that they, you know, once, once things got more to normal, they could rest and recover and everyone would feel refreshed. That's a great example of just how companies are looking out for their people and trying to create great thriving workplaces in this era. I love that uh, rest, uh, refresh um, idea. So thank you so, Tom, so much, Tom, for joining me today. Um, and be sure to join us next month where when we talk again about the state of our workforce. Thank you.